Welcome to the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast with Philip Washington Jr. Today, Philip talks about the three big cycles converging. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now... Here's Philip. All right, another episode, new episode. It's Friday. It's springtime. I got my springtime gear on. I'm channeling my inner sweetness and inner sweet uh, springtime for those new listeners. Sweetness is my wife. Today, so we're talking about the three cycles that are converging all at one time, which is a very unique time point to live in history. Like it's a it's a blessing. It can be a bad thing if you like are on the wrong side of it. But it's a blessing if you if you understand what's happening and then you embrace it. And so let's you know, let's let's kind of start it by saying you, you, if you're planning for the future, whether it be for your investments, uh, for your business, for life, um, you can't plan with hindsight, meaning, you know, planning with hindsight is looking at the past and trying to recreate the future based exclusively on the past, right? Uh, and some people are even thinking, yeah, but Philip, like you you reference the past all the time. Like you look at history all the time, right? It's, which is where I'm getting understanding these cycles come from. But you you want to use history to gain wisdom and insight, but then you want to pay attention to what's going on to the present and use your imagination to create the future using the principles because principles don't change. Right, principles don't change as humans, and we'll, we'll, go, we'll go through it. Um, so let's talk about three cycles. Right, the first cycle is you've heard me talk about before the forty-nine year debt cycle, or in the Bible called the year of jubilee. And so this is a cycle where you know economies, you know, run up debts; they get too big, growth slows, and if they don't forgive the debt, which they never do, then you have some sort of you know, war, fallout, bad things that happen to readjust the world order and get debts uh, wiped away, whether it be print lots of money for inflation, whether it be, t- you know, uh, taking over a new place and refreshing the economy. Like, it's been done multiple ways over the millennia. Um, but that's the 49-year uh, cycle. And around these cycles, what also happens is um, um, the way we do things you know, and, and, and there's lots of categories, but the main categories are, you know, you look at money, finance, c- commerce, energy, technology, social, right? The way we organize around those things get reimagined. And so we do things differently. We, we, we're, you know, we've always had money and finance. We've always had commerce. We've always needed energy. We've always had technology. I mentioned tech, I mentioned, forgot to mention technology. And we also have, you know, had social norms that we've had, but they, Every 49 years or so, kind of reorganize uh, around it. Let me give you like an example of the last period. So, you know, the 70s ushered in the suburbs, right? And I won't go into why, because that'll be a whole podcast, but we got the suburbs, right? Which which also helped influence commerce because we got, you know, suburban neighborhoods. We got drive-through. We got new retail super centers um, uh, for money and finance. That's where the futures market and options market came, which is 
the euro dollar uh, system that we're currently in, the the current financial system, which people tend to think is is uh, only a dollar based system, but it's really a euro dollar based system. Which I've done an episode on it. Google wealth building made simple euro dollar system. Uh, it'll pull up. Um, you also had the energy, right? The change in energy was the shift in power to the Middle East, right? The 70s ushered in the Middle East wealth of Saudi Arabia and all those countries and uh, the shift in power. And then from a technology standpoint, we got, you know, computers, you know, became a huge part of society and life um, and all those things, which birthed the internet, the current period that we're in, which we'll get into later. So the next cycle is the hundred year cycle, or what I call the generational cycle? Uh, if you look again, Bible and other spiritual teachers, you know, come around this hundred year cycle, and and I call it a generational cycle because, like, you know, humans live roughly a hundred years, and just like circle of life happens, right? When you have a new generation in power, um, um, then you have. Uh, different rules, but but each generation lives through different parts of the cycle. So let me kind of let me kind of break it down and explain it and why it's different than the than the other one. So, you know, the the at the beginning of a hundred year cycle, you have the discovery of truth, right, which brings wealth, prosperity, all those things. Because again, those principles don't change. The same truths that give a economy, an area, wealth, prosperity, goodwill, all that kind of stuff for most people in society. Those are the same throughout every hundred year cycle. The second generation comes through and they're like, well, cool. Like we actually saw with, in, you know, with our eyes, how these principles work. So they take them and implement them as is for the most part. And they continue the wealth. Right. And then the third generation, the kids of the ones that implement it, they didn't see the creation. Right. It's, all, it's also mirrors in wealth. Right. This is why generational businesses you know, suffer third generation, but the third generation comes and they, they see the wealth, but they mistake where it came from, right? Because they were not there uh, in the beginning living through the wealth building period. And so they tend to say, perfect example, oh, college is how you get rich. Well, Andrew Carnegie, John D. Rockefeller, all those guys who built the wealth that they currently get to bless didn't go to college. Henry Ford didn't go to college, right? They, you know, um, they think, oh, Money, right? Money. If I have money, that's my power. No, the power is in the ability to get the money, right? Um, they even mistake like positions of power, you know, meaning I'm a politician, I'm whatever. Because I because I got this title or whatever, then I'm, you know, then that's what power is. No, power is the ability to attract and create it. It's the power to create it. And so I call it worshiping idols. They worship the creations, of the first generation, but not the principles of truth, right? And again, all of the people that grew up in the church or different religions and read, uh, uh, you know, historical spiritual documents, that you they see this over and over and over again in those stories, right? The, you know, first, third, first, second, third, fourth generation, right? How all this plays out. But third generation is the ones that um, begin to mistake truth, you know, for, for idols, and then the fourth generation, because the third generation did that, the fourth generation lives through winter, which is just terrible times because, you know, the idols are not the power, you know. Um, and so then you have a, you know, the next generation, which is the first generation of the next hundred year cycle, right, i.e. the millennials of this generation comes through and they say, OK, uh, like, 
this last generation and they have it terrible. This stuff we see it doesn't work. <laughs> you know, the idols we the idols don't work, and so they have to rediscover the principles and and re put the principles into play in, with the real world technology and everything that's going on. And so that's the cycle that. So we're in the middle of a forty nine year cycle, or we're at the end of a forty nine year cycle. We're at the end of the hundred year cycle. The third cycle is the what I call 500-year cycle. And keep in mind, y'all, these periods are not exact, okay? They're just, you know, rough estimations because uh, if you actually go through history and you look at it, it's not going to line up to be exactly 49 years or exactly 100 years or exactly 500 years. These are rough approximations. But the 500-year cycle is where something like a printing press technology comes along and just completely obliterate the system, right? Just just changes the rules because, you know, the the historians, uh, you know, of of history understand the Catholic Church used to be the government, and and the reason why they were able to maintain power is because you you were not able to access um, knowledge that would help you gain wealth, power, and all that kind of stuff unless you were approved, you know, by the church which had an alliance with the other rulers, um, you know, in the area. And they, they, you know, a lot of the truth was hidden in a, in a different language. So I, I, I forget the language. It was um, Latin or something like that that you had to learn, be taught, to then read the So even if you got the books, you couldn't read it uh, unless, you, unless you were taught. So the printing press blew that up, right? The printing press was invented 10 years later, there's something like 10 million books printed all over the world. And that sparked the Enlightenment, the Renaissance, Right, the Reformation, um, all that kind of stuff, um, and brought us into our current five-year world of the, you know, continued evolution and the compounding evolution of humans, you know, relative to where we were 500 years ago, which was, you know, uh, <laughs> the ending of the Dark Age. Um, so today, the convergence. Right, where are we today? You know, technology, right? So this is a conversion of all those. Technology, you have the internet and the blockchain, which is the printing press level technology. So, I mean, think about all the ideas that are being shared and spread all over the world that were previously unknown and, and unavailable to, like, the majority of people on the earth. Um, and that's available to everybody instantly at the touch of your hand because everybody, everybody, even... People on the street that don't have a home, people in, you know, countries that are super poor, like everybody has a phone. And if you follow what's happening with space, you know, all these satellites out there, they're, they are preparing the world, us to always have internet at any time for cheap, you know, always, no matter where we are, because of those satellites are able to do what these towers can't do. Um, side note, that's why you want to, that's why you want to pay attention to the space industry, right? It isn't something I'm investing in right now, but just pay attention because that's one of the many useful tools coming out of that industry. Um, social, right? Live and work anywhere. We're going back to being nomads, right? You you can now, like, ignore the companies that are saying, oh, we're going to make everybody come back to work. They're going to lose good talent. <laughs> you know, the, the good talent is going to live and work because literally you can, it, it used to be, oh, I set, up, I set up a bakery shop and my customers were the people in my community, you know? Now you can set up a bakery shop and you can drop ship to anybody like in the U.S. I mean, if, if, if you want to, I'm sure there's a way probably to do it in the world, but I don't know how, I mean, you probably can preserve bread 
and send it to somewhere in Brazil, but that would be like expensive. But you can, you know, and that's going to become cheaper and cheaper and cheaper over time. Um, but and not only can you sell, you can transact because if you understand how the uh, financial system works, it's slow and clunky between banks. But on a blockchain, you can settle payments instantly, super fast, super cheap, and and combining um, the internet and the ability to communicate, buy, and sell, and then blockchain with the ability to transact at lightning speed uh, is printing press level technology. Even as I say it, you know, some people may not grasp what I'm saying, but listen to what I'm saying. Eight billion, the market's open for anybody. So you can live anywhere, sell to anyone. And that completely changes the game, like completely in ways that we can't even comprehend. Um, money and finance, I just mentioned blockchain. Um, that's, you know, uh, relatively obvious after I explained it. Energy, we're moving to a renewable uh, world where we're not going to rely on fossil fuels as much. It's not going to happen in the next five years, 10 years. It's going to be a while, but this is the, you know, 100-year, 500 trend that we're building to to, to build around, you know, renewable uh, energy. Uh, and I mentioned e-commerce, so commerce changes, e-commerce. Um, technology, AI, right, artificial intelligence, you know, the ability, you know, the ability to, uh, what do you call it, um, uh, transfer our brain, transfer our thinking, transfer our calculations to a computer that probably does it better. A, a lot, of, you know, um, if you follow me on Instagram, you know, you know, pause, follow me, ask Philip. I put lots of good quotes out there just about my thoughts about the non-technical stuff of this, of wealth building um, uh, and psychological stuff about wealth building. But one of the things that we spend a lot of time on is we, we try to figure stuff out. You know, we, we waste a lot of time trying to figure things out. And that's not how our brain is really meant to work out. Like, if we can offload that to a computer, like crunching numbers, calculating, figure, you know, quote unquote, figuring things out, which is not how we actually, not the magic that we have as humans. Um, AI is like better than us at doing that and getting progressively better at calculating and computing and doing that every single day. You know, every, matter of fact, every single hour. So um, these are game-changing technologies, time periods that's not just going to influence us over the next 49 years, but 100 years and 500 years. And we are living in it at an exciting time. Um, and I haven't even brought up like living longer, health, all that kind of stuff. So that's changing too. Hope this helps somebody. Share it with a friend or two or three or ten. And y'all enjoy your weekend. If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.